Hello ladies and gentlemen, I am Sadman64 and welcome to the Robocast. This is the Robocast Spotlight, in which we look at specific teams and their history with Robot Wars and Robot Combatics in general. So, today obviously I'm joined by the uh, the many colliuses of uh, Cherub and Gabriel. Hello everyone. Hi. Um, obviously, you know, you guys have been around since, you know, well, before, before the reboot started, you know, the live circuit and such like that. So what was like kind of your first exposure to Robot Wars? Was it was it the original show, like were you fans of the original show and then kind of grew into the live circuit or was it a case of you just thought one day, hey, let's have a go at the live circuit? None of these were born when the first... first. I was going to say, I was, I was thinking about that. I was like, hang on. <laughs> that makes me feel really old, that does. That's awful. <laughs> but uh, for, for me, yeah, I remember, I think it was series three and uh, what happened was I watched it on the telly and thought... Yeah, I really should do something. I really should have a go at that. And uh, then what happened was um, basically I just sat on ideas for ages and ages. And then uh, I decided to uh, make a robot for Series 7. Right. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't make it in time. So I thought, oh, it would be all right. Be, I'll put it in for Series 8. And there never and was. They, they stopped it. So I sort of had this, uh, this time where I had a robot that I could have used, but the, the robot wasn't finished. Uh, then uh, a year or so later, I heard about the live circuit, so um, we'd be doing that for the last ten years. Yeah, and that's how really, yeah. So really, the first first lot of Robot Wars sort of inspired me to do it, but virtually all my roboting has been done uh, during during the sort of uh, the the period between the two, and so uh, the live circuit's what I really know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, you guys have. I think you've you've had quite a lot of success recently with um, with both Gabriel and Cherub, haven't you? You've been you know fairly. Fair, you know, fairly winning in in both senses, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 been a long time coming. Um, <laughs> oh, talk, 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 talk me through. I mean, talk me through like your kind of your history. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I remember years ago. I remember Saint when it first kind of came around. That was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first robot we had was that. Well, the first Saint we had was sort of a T shape uh, that was actually the one made for the uh, Robot Wars uh, Series Eight that right. didn't have. Uh, and uh, I just about got it ready for the live circuit, and just as I did, they'd actually banned spinners. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so that I, of course, made it a spinner. So uh, we had to take the spinner off, and we just basically turned it into a horizontal thwack bot. And uh, actually, I quite enjoyed driving that, but it was a hideous machine. Uh, really, really um, ineffective, and because it was designed to be a spinner and ended up a thwack, it was kind of like all went off wrong. So I thought, well, I've got these bits. I, I'll make a, a proper proper one. So I made an axle bot and called it Saint again. And it was a big sort of tombola-shaped body thing that uh, people have known and loved for the last eight or nine years. And I think that must have done, I think I've calculated that it must have done about six, about 600 fights. <laughs> That's crazy. And then obviously, you know, that, that Saint's sort of evolved into Gabriel over the years. It's kind of like... If, yeah. It's kind of like it's, it's a yeah. It's they've it's kind of developed into Gabriel over the years. It's it's kind of taken on the the bigger form. Um, where where did where, where did the idea to go massive come from? I mean that's it's kind of crazy how, like the scale of Gabriel compared to everything else is just ridiculous, really. Yeah. Well, it's one of those simple ones where form follows function. The idea was to have a really big. I mean, because uh, axle bots tend to actually rotate slowly relative to, uh, you know, Thor's axe and things like that. Right. They actually swing over fairly slowly. So to get the actual uh, impact, you have to increase the weight. 
So to give you an example, I mean, the axe head on Thor, I think, is about one and a half kilos. Yeah. Where the sword on Gabriel is about 12, 12 kilos, 13 kilos. It's significantly heavier. Yeah. Um, and so what we did was uh, to actually get a weight to swing that was that big, we had to hang the rest of the robot to counterbalance it. And so when the sword goes over the top, the body of the robot goes underneath, as it were. And the only way you can make that work is by having such big wheels that there's enough room for the body to swing underneath. And that's the reason why it's the shape it is. It's, it's the most efficient way of making an overhead whack bot work. I have to say, I mean, Gabriel, last series, Gabriel was one of my absolute favourites. I mean, it was that Foxic and Nuts, which was like the three, which I was like, oh my god, these things are amazing. And, and Gabriel was one of the most entertaining to watch. I mean, you know, the, the shots of it fighting Ironside, where they're like, you, you see the whole the whole body just warp. It's it's fantastic stuff to watch. And oh, then yeah. and then obviously Cherub, I mean, where, where did that idea come from? It, it kind of, for me at least, it, it, the, the, the similarity I draw is Panic Attack from the original series. It's, it's kind of similar to that in the sense yeah. of the electric lifting devices. I mean, well, These guys don't remember that one. No. <laughs> it was amazing. Panic Attack back in the day was... was, was a good robot. It was, it, was, it was where it was at. <laughs> well, basically, I made... Uh, Cherub, because um, I'm old, and um, <laughs> very old, and um, uh, I just didn't have the reaction times to actually work either Saint or uh, Gabriel, and I really needed a robot that I could see, well, that's the front, that's the back, if I push the stick forward, it's going to go that way, because with Gabriel and Cher uh, Gabriel and uh, Saint, that you don't really know what's going to happen until you move the stick as to what orientation it's in. Because it's you know it's there's no upside down or right way around for it. Um, so I fancied a robot with a front. Basically, I wanted a front and a back. Yeah. And uh, I, I found it's one of those things that uh, I wanted to make something that uh, was interesting. And to be frank, I made it because I wanted it to do handstands. Uh, it wasn't I mean, who, who who doesn't want a robot that does handstands? I mean, I uh, do. Nobody <laughs> makes those, and I thought that would be interesting. Uh, the the reason for the handstands were in the live circuit the pit is a lot sh more shallow yeah. and I designed uh, Cherub to lift itself out of the pit because I had this habit of driving that way you know it's you know I seem to drive towards the pit and then I, my head would say don't steer that way but my, the my fingers would move the stick the wrong way and I'd end up in the pit so I thought if I make a robot that I can drive out of the pit that'd be a good idea and obviously you know both both of them in the end ended up on Robot Wars I mean. We'll we'll start with we'll start with series eight or or series twenty sixteen or whatever the BBC want to call it these days. I don't know if they've made their mind up yet. Um, talk us through that. I mean, how was it to finally end up on the series? I mean, was that kind of a, quite a surreal moment or? Oh, it was. It's like I say, it's been a long time coming, um, but it was really really great fun. Really really enjoyed it. Uh, and I have to say, we were very surprised on how well Gabriel stood up to Spinners. We knew it would do well against flippers because one of the reasons we designed the body the shape it was was to make it really difficult for flippers to actually uh, uh, operate it. But when I saw the bracket that we, that we were in and the eight robots, I think four of them were spinners. I thought, well, for goodness sake, cut me some <laughs> give you a, Give you a chance at least. And then, you know, in, in the first one, you know, who did you have? I'm trying to remember now. You had Crazy Coop, a Beast yeah. and uh, Infernal Contraption. That was it. And... Um, yeah. Again, you didn't really have much much issue with those. They they were kind of, I mean, Beast kind of chucked you around a little bit, but Crazy Cooper never got up to speed, and as a result, you went through quite comfortably. I thought, and it was just, just yeah, give, give, I mean, give everything a good hit. 
Yeah, I mean, I, the best part about the uh, first round is we really tonked into uh, dead metal. And I thoroughly enjoyed that. Who <laughs> bears the scars? Does it? I didn't. I I didn't know how much damage you actually did to to dead metal. Did you do quite a lot? Uh, enough to ask. They they actually asked me not to attack it again. <laughs> well, that's always nice. And then you kill Chomp a lot. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 set it on fire. Well, you didn't set it on fire. Obviously, you gave it a good kick in. But I mean. It, that was that seemed like a pretty fun fight to me. It was. I mean, uh, one of the thing was that uh, in the interview we actually said um, that we don't think Chompalot could actually uh, bite onto us, and, and, they, and they did. <laughs> and well, they were stood right next to us when we said this, mm. and I thought they probably could just about do it, and uh, they fell straight into the trap because what I said to uh, Zach was, as soon as they grab hold of you, drive them straight to the house robot. Yeah. If you watch the film, you can actually see we actually waited for them to actually work the hydraulics to clamp on, because I knew but if they clamped on, it meant that they'd lift their drive wheels off the ground. Yeah. They, had no, they had no traction then, and we can just push them where we wanted to, and they fell right into the trap. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you, you control the fight in, in that one. Obviously, Ironside's a bit of a different story. Ironside... Oh, we... It, it, you use the the spindly whatever it was axe. I think it was uh, it was it was fantastic to see it. Like the first hit, you just go down. It just whacks it away. It just bends off into some kind of different direction. It was fantastic to watch. I mean, what was the strategy? Like, how do you take on a robot like Ironside Three with with Gabriel? The idea was uh, with the axe. It actually had sort of uh, barbed ends, and the idea was to uh, latch the right. axe head. Uh, up against the body and then stop the spinner quickly and hopefully break the uh, the drive on the uh, spinner. Right. Basically, the fouling technique that we were hoping to use. But um, we actually designed it without knowing what was on the arena. And then when we got to the arena, we found we actually had a flame pit with a grill. And <laughs> I sort of said to Zach, for goodness sake, don't go near the grill. Don't, don't go there. And unfortunately, it's it's... The thing with fights, um, things go the way they go, and you end up where you are. And sure enough, we got stuck on the flame pit. And then, uh, believe it or not, uh, uh, Killalot did actually try to cut through the uh, the uh, hammerhead, the shaft. Yeah. But uh, fortunately, he just caught the steel bit at the end. And because the plastic reinforcing goes right into the steel tube, it actually makes it very, very tough yeah. as a composite. So uh, Killer Lock couldn't actually cut the thing off. That's, that's, very impre that's really impressive, yeah. Wow, okay. Um, and then obviously... Yeah, I, you know, I, the, the, I, I think the Ironside team, about two minutes, 50 seconds into this, thinking, why won't it die? <laughs> yeah, I thought I honestly thought the wheels were going to come flying off, but they were pretty sturdy stuff. Um <laughs> I think the next the next fight is kind of uh, the infamous one for for you at least, Craig. I mean, uh, we'll we get more to the um, to the v, the VT of series nine in a bit, but uh, um, not attacking Beast. I mean, obviously you'd won the fight. It was kind of obvious that Beast was going nowhere fast. But what? It was a confusion, really. You see, yeah. as far as I was concerned, if a robot has no weapon, which it didn't have, yeah. and it's on wheels driving and it's literally spinning on the spot, it's immobile. As yeah. far as I couldn't understand why that we weren't given the countdown. Um, and we, because we'd promised that not to attack the house robots because we were breaking them, 
we actually couldn't do anything else. So this is why we spun on the spot, thinking, you know, we can't attack this at the house robots and entertain the crowd that way. And we can't actually carry on uh, beating up uh, Beast. I was actually really concerned because, uh, I mean, on the live circuit, I'm sure we sorted it out for the TV one, but on the live circuit, a couple of times, Beast has actually spilled its own LiPo batteries onto the floor. <laughs> yeah. I was really concerned that we were going to hit something and that we'd have another fire. And uh, I was traumatised after the last one. I was just, you, know, you have a bit of a reputation after that point, wouldn't you, really? <laughs> I was supposed to be a nice guy, you know? Yeah. So, literally, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I was uh, really, really concerned that we were going to actually destroy another man's machine. And have which, which, which isn't what you want. It's not what you want to do, is it? Really, That's, you, you, want, you want to break it, but you don't want to destroy it. The thing for me is, it's robot wars. It's not robot slaughter. That's fair uh, enough. <laughs> it got to a point where they couldn't defend themselves. They couldn't move away. We could have just stood over them and just literally pelted them until flames came out. And, and you know, um, uh, that the, the team beast are our friends as well. And you know, if that was us in reverse positions, we feel a little bit hard done by if that happened to us. Yeah, but. Absolutely. In retrospect, I should have carried on, carried on being, because <laughs> he, he, he should, have, he should, have, you know, the girls were absolutely right, in, you know, the VT. They absolutely should have, you know, carried on and uh, give, give it a good yeah, kick in. Respect, I should have, carried. and we, we've learned our lesson on that one. And uh, I hopefully on uh, series nine, you, you saw that we uh, we were, to say the least, fairly tenacious. Well, we'll, we'll get to the series nine after one more fight for you, which was Pulsar. Yeah. Um, I mean that's. I, Outside of that fight, you've got the smallest robot in the series against the biggest robot in the series. It's just such a weird combination of... Which is, you know, the beauty of Robot Wars itself, really. You know, you get anything against anything. And I honestly, the first time I saw that, I thought you might have swung it because Pulsar kept dying, obviously. Had these we issues, but... swung it too, but... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you thought you won as well? <laughs> I, I mean... mean I I think, I think a lot of people thought that, you know, on the control aspect, uh, the pulse added. But what I would say, and I think most of the roboteers would say, is that if the judges say you've lost... You've lost. That's it. Yeah. You don't whinge and moan. You accept the decision. Because at the end of the day, there are three university professors judging this thing. Yeah. You know? They're, not, they're not stupid people, are they, really? <laughs> you know, they're, they're, and I mean... Uh, Professor Noel Sharkey has been doing this for a long, long time, and he's seen a lot of fights, and he's made a lot of judgments. And, uh, and so, you know, what I would say is, we thought we won the fight, but we obviously hadn't because the judges had told us that we hadn't. So, yeah. and it was a unanimous decision, and so we agree with it. So, it was, you know, I, I said to uh, um, the Pulsar team afterwards, "Well done, you know, good win." Yeah, and so, it, it was. It was. I mean, that that fight was one of the best of the whole series, in my opinion. It was absolutely oh, fantastic to to, to watch it was, that. It, Big fight anyway, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. It was whack-a-mole. You know, it's this wretched little terrier scampering around your feet, and every time you try to swing, it just moved somewhere else. It was a really annoying robot to hit. Absolutely. But I say, in, in, in truth, it didn't actually do that much damage. The wheels that uh, were on Gabriel uh, in that fight, I still use on the live circuit today. Oh, really? Fires on. Yeah, we put the hairdryer on it to melt the uh, sort of soften the plastic to straighten out a bit. Bought with new tyres on it, works a treat. Use a hairdryer for it. That's amazing. That's great. Uh, <laughs> type hairdryer, but you know, it's it's a, it's a very powerful hairdryer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. We'll move on. Cherub, obviously, series nine. We'll, we'll come to come to you guys. Obviously, you know the the kids taking over because you you were you were you wussed out against Beast. I think that's the uh, the fair fair way of putting it. I mean. 
going into that, uh, guys, what, were you worried about the group? I mean, obviously you had a robot like PP3D in there, which is uh, is the destroyer of worlds, really, if you think about it. what? How how do you prepare going into a fight like that? Uh, I thought like I should be as aggressive as possible, because um, then they can't get up to speed, and that's when it got dangerous, when I couldn't see because I was too short and hit the... <laughs> I was um, gonna say, that, that's a bit of an unfair advantage that they've all got. That's, that, yeah, that's that's really unfair. When we when Bermoth was on one of the fights, they jumped on the glass because they couldn't see. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I, I think what it was was uh, the the arrangement for um, the uh, um, PP3D fight was straightforward. I basically said to Toby, you know, uh, you've got to just go for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a big disc with a big motor, but because it's a big disc, it's going to take time to spin up. And so yeah. what you got to do is, from the word activate, you just got to get onto it and, and just stay, and stay on it, keep on him. And he was he was doing that. Then he got hit and knocked towards the pit release, but Toby uh, couldn't actually see that the pit release button had been pressed and that it had gone to the sort of uh, the manic ro- house robot thing, right. which is why he didn't drive away because he didn't realise it had been activated. We're going to have to get. Something like that. Also, you know, get, get some like some some yeah, get you know. I know I know in the old series, like some of the like the you know the, the younger people had their had boxes, didn't they, to stand on? So you know, try get, get have words with the producers next series. Sort them out. <laughs> Seriously, I, I know that's not, not really fair. Um, obviously, you came away with a win for that one. I think from from my point of view, I mean, when I first saw it, um, I thought PP3D had won. And I, the more I've watched it, I think you know, do you know what? Fair enough, Cherub was on top for the majority of the fight, PP3 was just hitting it, really. Um, well, what, what did you guys, did you guys think that you'd, um, you managed to scrape a win, or was it a case of, you know, when, when, he, got, when he got sent flying into the wall, was, did you think, oh no, <laughs> that's, that's the end for me? Uh, they cut out quite a bit of the fight, so they missed yeah. the Yeah, I think on the telly, they kind of like, uh, the way they did the fight, Edited the fight. It didn't look as we were that we were as ag- aggressive as uh, perhaps we were. I saw some. There is some raw footage. On, I think uh, floating around the uh, internet as well. You can grab yeah. all the. Yeah, I'll, I'll, what, try, I'll try and find some. What I'd say is that what what happened was after the uh, the big impact, and it was a big impact. Yeah. Basically, what happened was PP3D was left alone for ten whole seconds. And then um, Dead Metal, I think he probably didn't like the fact we tonked him in the last series, uh, made sure that the only way that uh, Cherub could actually go was forward, and PP3D was right in the way. So there was no way we could avoid it. And so uh, basically there was this big impact, and we went flying in one direction and PP3D in the other. And uh, I think, the, if I remember rightly, the arena guys were sort of saying, well, you've lost that fight, you might as well uh, submit, you know, sort of admit you've lost. Yeah, of course. And look, and I thought to myself, well, actually, if PP3D is also dead, it's counted as immobile, which that is should, what? It should go to the judges. It goes to a judge's decision, and they'll decide up to that impact. Yeah. It quite well. And because, because we got, um, we've been criticised for being too soft in the previous one, I was determined not to be soft in this one, so <laughs> we restart again, and Sarah, we, we. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, 
Sarah's the uh, sort of Robot Wars warrior princess now, you know. I was, I was going to say, like, you know, the VT that you did where you just say, oh, yeah, my dad was there, but I respect that. That was the best, you know, best whole <laughs> thing. That was the best thing that was. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Craig, but it was amazing to watch. That was that was great. Um, I mean... Yeah. Coincidentally, uh, they actually emailed me to say, you know, hello, Mr. Collias, we're doing the VT for the series, and there is a bit that where your uh, daughter calls you a wimp. You're putting it in. Do you mind? <laughs> I thought about it for about two seconds and thought to myself, "Well, if I did mind, I am a wimp." <laughs> well, that's that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> so I said, "No, nah, whack it in there. That's good." Oh, uh, brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has, it has to be done, really. That's, that's, that, yeah, that, yeah. that and the cupcake maker. Those two were the best lines of the whole episode. I thought. Um, um, who, who was next? It was eruption next. Obviously. Toby tried his best, bless him. He, he had uh, issues with the drive, and I, I do, I do rate the idea of like trying to drag yourself along with like the lifters at the front. I thought that was a quite a clever idea, but um, yeah. obviously, obviously, you against you know Michael's a magnificent driver. And he, you're not going to last very long with with eruption, really, are you? Yeah, I feel like eruption is one of the best drivers in the lights circuit. So. I thought that I didn't think I was going to win that fight, so we didn't think we were going to win any fight. We didn't think we were going to win any. Well, that's—I that, mean, after that hit from PP3D, I thought that was going to be game over for you guys, to be honest with you. But I mean, you came back and you—well, obviously we'll get to Beermoth in a second, but you, you got back in the arena. I thought that was a, an absolute testament to to all of you. Really, you did a fantastic job. Yeah, I, I just have to say that we actually got the robot going and tested it, and all the drives worked. And as soon as we put it in the arena... It then um, died. Died. Oh, you know, no. That's so frustrating. But uh, I'd just like to say a big thank you to uh, Shane Swan from uh, Team Estec for all his help. And uh, after that fight, a big thank you for to uh, Team Toon for uh, lending us a, a, another drive mode so that we fitted in ready for the behemoth fight. Which we'll get to now. I mean... We Beermoth obviously is a is a robot which is uh, it's 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 been around since the dawn of human history I think uh, Beermoth to be honest with you but I mean <coughs> excuse me um, obviously they went for their different grabber weapon did that like change your mind how to handle Beermoth at all there Toby or was it a case of just try and try just try and go for it really from the from the get go? Well, I was just trying to just go for it from the get go. Yeah, Toby's got one strategy: attack. That's it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it worked. I mean, this, this, you know, there's no, there's no debating it worked. I mean, and then you ended up underneath the floor flipper. I mean, how, how about that? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. Um. What do you think? Uh, I actually said <laughs> I didn't even think it would get like underneath it because it's not a grabber. No. Flipper. Yeah, exactly. Um, um I thought we'd lost. I thought. What, when we got stuck? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, to clarify that, as far as I can tell, the rule is that um, it wasn't the fact that we got stuck under it was yeah. the, we got released. The fact was that the oper they operated, that the, the floor flip was operated incorrectly. Yeah, it, it went off too early, didn't it? Before it operates. And it flipped before we actually got to it. And it was actually on the way down and trapped us. So it was... Uh, this, this, this exact thing happened... I think it was, I can't remember when it was, but it happened in an Antweight thing yep. years ago, didn't it? And, and obviously that time it stood. It was, and it, it was, it was Beermoth that did it, which is really funny. Um, but, I mean, it's amazing that it happened in a, in a heavyweight class, and then obviously 
the fight gets restarts, and pretty much from then on in, after the restart, you guys just dominated Beermoth and just controlled it around the arena. Yeah, I mean, I have to say that uh, we actually, uh, I was expecting uh, it to be, um, uh, when the when the fight first started, I, I genuinely thought that Behemoth was going to actually wipe the floor with us. Really? Uh, mainly because, I mean, we fought Behemoth. I mean, give you an idea, I mean, Behemoth is uh, one of those robots that's been around five years longer than Toby, Toby's been around. <laughs> it's been a, yeah. <laughs> It's been developed by three engineers over that period uh, with virtually no expense spared on the thing. I mean, give you an example. I think one drive motor on Behemoth actually costs more than Cherub. I think I've, That's I've crazy. Like 700 quid, you know. I mean, it's a cheap old robot. And um, uh, so we were expecting it. Is, I mean, it's vastly more powerful than Cherub. It's got better grip. It's much more maneuverable. I mean, on, on every sort of check sheet, it's a, it's a slam dunk. So, uh, I mean, all credit to Toby's driving. And it was a shame that the weapon that they tried was untested. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, bottom jaw shifted slightly higher. So it meant they couldn't get under us. But, yeah, I mean, both drove very well. And it was a good fight. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very close. I mean, it, again, it was another fight that could have gone either way. Ultimately, it went in, in your favour in the end. And I think that was, uh, it was really impressive. I think, you know, again, could it have gone the other way? Absolutely. It was... It was I, I I wouldn't have liked to have been a judge in that fight. That was a horrible one to call. But uh, you went but through to the heat, heat final again. Two two years in a row. I mean, that was that's you know that's pretty impressive. You have to think really. I think it is considering they're not flippers and they're not spinners. Yeah. Uh, you know, to actually have something that's not considered a um, uh, one that's uh, uh, as competitive as the others to actually get through was really good. And I mean, it's all down to the driving, both Zach with uh, Gabriel and Toby with uh, Cherub. Absolutely, was... yeah, absolutely. And think, you know, that those, you know, the, you know, all of you as as a as a family. I mean, I'm sure you must be all immensely proud of what you've achieved to do it. Not not once. Once is difficult enough with with Gabriel, and but with Cherub as well, it's kind of massively impressive. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the heat final the second time wasn't as good as the first one, I think, and. Uh, no. Toby, had... it didn't last very long, did it, really, mate? <laughs> what, what was your plan there? Um, to be honest, we didn't really have a plan. <laughs> Just but... go in and hope. <laughs> but it was quite funny because we fit, we hit, so we hit the side of the arena and it broke off. We went under the flipper. And oh, so you, you broke two lights as well. You broke the one light in the, in the first fight, then you broke another light in, in the heat final, which is... That's right, yeah, and they're quite expensive as well. I, think they're they're like yeah, I don't know if they're 800 or 8,000, but uh, I hope they're insured. <laughs> uh, you're not going to be welcome back next time. Um, speak, speaking of next time, I mean, obviously the, the Series 3 or 10 applications are currently open. Are you applying back, both with Gabriel and Cherub, or just one or the other? We are hoping to apply for it, but uh, we're not confirming or denying anything at the moment. That's absolutely far, fair enough, you know. Keep, keep keep the masses cowering at the power of Gabriel and Cherub. Um, but um, I certainly hope to see either, either or again. You, know, you, you guys have uh, clearly shown that you've got a fantastic knack of getting the best out of unusual robots, and uh, I absolutely hope to um, to see either one again. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to get, go back there again and... Uh... Uh, if 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 we do get grand on... final this time maybe, um, grand, grand final. Fi grand final. We've made twice now, haven't we? Really? So yeah, that time. I think I think so. I mean, 
there's only one thing left for me to ask, and that's um, fu- you know, any future builders out there, what what advice would you guys give to um anyone who wants to build you know a robot from from nothing really? Because obviously you guys have come from, I wouldn't say from from nowhere, but like it's it's still a quite a new team. Yeah. You know, what what would what, what recommendations would you guys make in terms of what would you going think? forward? One thing I'd say is make sure it's unique. Because if you make another one of the same robot, then it's not really your own. Okay. You think too? Uh, I think it's important to keep like designing it and make multiple robots, and then like see which one is the best out of them. Ah, so, so like go, go with lots of designs and then see what what works and what doesn't, and then just cut away from there. I think if you're in, uh, starting off, one thing you wouldn't do is what I did, and start off by making a heavyweight robot first off with no uh, understanding of uh, exactly the environment it's going into. What I would say to people who want to make one is first and foremost go to shows, go to live shows and actually see what these things look like close up. Mm-hmm. Then actually test ideas out in the Amway class, which I think is a brilliant class, or the featherweight one, and actually make robots. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the robots that have done well, uh, like um, um, like Pulsar, basically started off as featherweights, and they just scaled them up. Yeah. Uh, they ironed out the creases in the, uh, the lower weight classes uh, where it's cheaper to do that. You can make mistakes, and it doesn't cost you thousands. And then, I mean, look, look, look at Aftershock. I mean, that's just, that's like a scaled inertia, isn't it, really? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, uh, uh, I, I think a, a, an awful lot of them could, you know, could uh, learn from that. The 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 actual community itself is very, very uh, accommodating. Uh, it's very positive, and people are very friendly, well, as you know. And uh, so I think it's one of those where what I would say is, if you're starting off, have a unique idea. Doesn't matter how crazy it might seem. And try it out in the, the smaller weight classes first. Learn the trade. It's an apprenticeship. You have to go through the you have to go through it. And then at the end of it you'll have an idea of what works and what doesn't. Even engineers who are very well experienced and well financed make a robot and then it fails. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 there are certain things that you're just gonna have to know through experiencing uh, combat robotics. No matter how bright you are at uh, at making really, really brilliant uh, designs and having loads and loads of resource behind you. That in, in in and of itself is still not enough. You need to have experience in combat robotics. Fantastic. Um, Gabriel and Cherub, Collier's family, thank you very much. That was an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye-bye.